What's going on, my conservative Tennessee friends? Brandon Lewis here with the Tennessee Conservative News. Now listen, I have to, to, to issue a monumental apology for abandoning you over the Thanksgiving holiday. I heard that there were uh, lots of tears, uh, lots of people were upset and angry uh, that I did not do uh, the updates. Uh, I received uh, complaints via mail and FedEx. Uh, somebody even sent over a courier pigeon and said I was that they were disappointed that I did not do uh, the TenCon Big 7 news break. I apologize. I, I played a little hooky. Uh, I got really involved in Thanksgiving, and so, but I'm back. I'm back. We're back in business here, and we've got some fantastic uh, stories uh, that will impact you and your family's life, so you need to tune in and pay attention to these. Please do leave in the comments section from whence you are watching. Uh, tell us where you watch from, even if you've watched this thing in 2035, right? Put the comments in if you watch it after it's been recorded, and do, as we go through these stories, even if you watch it, after that this has been recorded, if you'd please just put in the comment section what you think about the stories we cover. If there's something that we should cover that we don't, let us know. Uh, we've got stories uh, about these federal uh, mandate uh, rulings that have come down from Joe Biden's uh, White House. And we also have a lot to do with uh, a lot of the rescindments of exemptions in Tennessee because we still do have a lot of our federal worker and healthcare workers that have been hung out to dry uh, for a little bit of federal money. And uh, we were nice enough uh, to have Jason Mumpower, who's the Tennessee Comptroller. I just did an interview with him before coming to talk to you, and that'll be posted tomorrow and uh, should probably see it this weekend. Okay, TenCon, big seven news stories. We're going to get into it, but before we do, I need your help with our year-end campaign if you can do it. Uh, at the end of the year, uh, people are in a giving mood, and we would like to ask you to support the Tennessee Conservative News. If you look in the comments section, Wherever it is, as you're watching this, I don't know where it would be, you see a little bit.ly link there. And uh, any type of monthly recurring support helps us because in about 40 days, we're going to go back into the Tennessee uh, general session, right? And that means that, um, that we've got a chance to dig in and maybe even make a few uh, positive changes, uh, not only related to medical freedom, but educational choice, illegal immigration, uh, election integrity, and a whole lot of things. And as I go through these stories, uh, if you would leave in the comment section where you are watching from, and also what you think about the stories, just give your comments from the peanut gallery, and do try to help us uh, with that year-end campaign, because we would really appreciate it. When you do, we'll send you two proud Tennessee conservative bumper stickers. And these things will hold, uh, they'll even hold your pants together after Thanksgiving dinner, which is a Herculean feat if you eat like I do. Uh, we've got this directory of all your state reps and your state senators, so you can call them as we get ready to go into the general session. And if you give $50 or more, or if you make a recurring contribution, we send you this proud Tennessee conservative tumbler. I've been drinking eggnog uh, out of this puppy and uh, it goes in, uh, you know, probably about about 40 proof, and it, it turns into 100 proof. I don't know what. And, and if you drink alcohol uh, out of the Proud Tennessee Conservative Tumbler, you will not get a hangover. Uh, these statements have not been approved by the Food and Drug Administration. If you go to Let's Go Brandon Hat, we still do have a few of these beautiful puppies left. I think we've got like seven or eight, and that's it. Once they're gone, they're gone. Let's go BrandonHat.com. All right, guys, we're getting right into the stories now. So Tennessee Comptroller's Office suspends previously issued COVID exemptions. Reed Uberman, Chattanooga, Tennessee, love your Friday shows. Reed, 
you're just saying that. Reed uh, does a podcast called Indie Thinker. You should check it out. I had dinner with him and some fine folks uh, last night, and it was a good time. Back to the story here. The Tennessee Comptroller's Office has suspended all exemptions under the provisions of Medical Chapter 6 of the 2021 Third Extraordinary Session after federal court judges in Kentucky and Louisiana issued preliminary injunctions. The exemptions issued by the Comptroller's Office allowed private businesses, government entities, schools, and other employers with federally awarded contracts uh, or amended contracts or subcontracts or post-secondary grants to impose COVID-19 vaccine requirements as a condition to receive federal funds. Now, frankly, I was against this. I'm still against this. Uh, the way I look at it is this. There will never be any shortage of corporate greed. There will never be any shortage of, of federal oppression. And there will never be any shortage of, uh, of requirements and mandates. And we are not the greatest nation and one of the best states in the entire union because we are safe or because we promote corporate greed or corporatism, you can always find that. It's the individual liberty is what has made this the greatest nation on the face of the earth. And when you do not protect individual liberty, you end up with bad laws. You end up trading money for liberty. And as it says in the Bible, the love of money is the root of all evil. And I don't think you sell medical workers or federal workers in Tennessee down the river and, and not provide them with the same constitutional protections as people in other industries because the federal government's given them some money. I think that was a bad play uh, by the legislature. I hope that that in the uh, next session gets addressed because it's not right uh, to, to give almost everyone in Tennessee these protections but to isolate uh, these very small pockets of individuals. Back to the story. On Tuesday, a U.S. district judge in Kentucky ordered a preliminary injunction that prevents the enforcement of Biden's federal contractor COVID-19 vaccination mandate in Kentucky, Ohio, and Tennessee. Accordingly, the Comptroller's Office can no longer find that compliance with uh, Public Chapter 6 would result in loss of federal funding. Similarly, a U.S. district judge from Louisiana issued a nationwide preliminary injunction against the Biden administration in joining and restraining the federal government from implementing a Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services mandate requiring staff of certain health care providers to receive a COVID-19 vaccination. Thank goodness. And I know that a lot of this had to be helpful when Trump and Mitch McConnell pushed through so many of these federal judges. And boy, have we ever needed them. Now, the bad problem is tyranny in legislation and, and tyranny at the executive uh, branch, which we had our own tyranny uh, here in Tennessee, uh, it, it rolls out real fast, right? And so does legislative tyranny. Rolls out pretty fast. Judicial restraint sometimes is very slow. And so as this works through uh, the courts, I think that we're going to see that, uh, that all of these government entities in a lot of states have overstepped their bounds. So I'm hoping that some good things happen here. Exemptions have also been granted to Medicare and Medicaid providers by the Comptroller's Office, and these exemptions are also suspended. So it's a good step in the right direction. I wish it had come from our own state legislature instead of a federal judge. However, the Comptroller's Office notes that these exemptions may be reinstated if the injunctions are lifted, and it is legally permissible. Hopefully it won't be, and hopefully maybe even during the general session, uh, you know, we can, we can do something to amend this. And I just talked to uh, Mr. Wilson, who is very gracious with his time, and he said that the way that the federal contracts read is that uh, if anyone who works in your uh, business could come in contact with someone who is unvaccinated, meaning in a parking lot, um, in, a, in an elevator, 
if they share a break room, anything like that. They tried to uh, make these contracts so uh, Orwellian and so all-encompassing uh, to, to really use private businesses and subcontractors to push down a lot of this stuff. Next story, Tennessee Head Start Centers uh, mandate masks for two years old. Let's see how that goes. Head Start Centers in Tennessee and across the country sent emails to parents Monday informing them that masks are now required for all children two and up with few exemptions. Uh, new provisions to the Head Start program performance standards requires universal masking for all individuals two years of age and older. Good luck getting my kid in one or trying to. The mask mandate has been passed down to all centers from the Office of Head Start in Washington, D.C., which provides Tennessee centers with funding. Frankly, I would not put my kids in the hands of the government. Uh, I'm just increasingly, uh, we don't do it. I'm just increasingly fearful um, of, of the impact that the federal and state government are having on our children in educational settings, and I'm not seeing it being very positive, and especially anything with federal dollars tied to it. Next story. This is a good one. Tennessee Department of Education rejects critical race theory complaint. We covered this. I think we broke the story on this. The Tennessee Department of Education has rejected a request to investigate a complaint regarding critical race theory being taught in Williamson County Schools. Oh, Williamson County Schools, buddy, they, 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 they may not be able to, uh, to really uh, kick A in academic uh, performance, but they've got all kinds of time uh, to get into shenanigans. Uh, this was filed by Robin Stenman, chair of the Williamson County Chapters of Moms for Liberty. The complaint uh, filed on June 30th states that the county's wit and wisdom literacy curriculum is heavily biased, uh, has an agenda that leads children toward the hatred of their country, uh, one another, and themselves. Stenman submitted that Williamson County is in violation of state law that prohibits critical race theory concepts from being taught in K through 12 schools. The wit and wisdom curriculum created by the company Great Minds is taught in no less than 30 other districts in Tennessee. So this is probably in a district near you. At at least a third. There's 95 counties um, and there are 30, uh, 30 districts. And a reply letter sent to Stenman on November 23rd from Education Commissioner Penny Schwinn, who has a history of loving CRT and CRT-type programs and who has a history of appointing and hiring uh, other people that feel similarly, uh, cites a loophole in the state law that the department is only authorized to investigate complaints that occurred during the 2021-2022 school year and a successive school years. Schwinn tossed the responsibility back on the parents by stating, we encourage you to work with the Williamson County School District to resolve the issues and concerns related to your complaint and ensure compliance with the state law. Well, the entire reason, Ms. Schwinn, that we had to pass a CRT law is that parents who were uh, attending school board meetings and issuing these complaints were not being heard by anyone. That's the reason the law was passed. The thing to me, and uh, here we got somebody chiming in. We're going to go down here to the comments section. We got uh, Chris from Maryville. Keep up the good work. My job was saved with these new injunctions. I worked at a level three boys facility that received funding from the government. God is good. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. That's awesome. That's good news, buddy. Thank you for letting us know that. So the thing is this. Either critical race theory is harmful to our children and needs to be investigated, or it's not. I mean, it, it almost seems to me that like if a parent filed a complaint that said that there was a pit bull in a room with, with a three-year-old 
and it was about to chew its arm off, then, you know, Penny Schwinn would look in the law, try to find some loophole and say, well, you know, you probably just need to talk to somebody about three months now. But if, if it's a danger for the children, then you need to help that parent refile it appropriately and get the thing taken care of. And I actually talked to Representative Reagan, uh, who received an email from this individual, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, and he recommended that she that it be resubmitted for this school year because this stuff is still being taught. And it just amazes me. I mean, either the point is to keep our kids safe and to keep them mentally and in good shape, or it's not. It, it should be about the kids. They always say it's about the kids, but it, it never seems to be about the kids. Tanya Bauman says Knoxville uses this curriculum. Sevier County uses CKLA. I don't know what that is. But you can put it in the comments section. So if you're in Knoxville, file this thing currently and run it up the flagpole. And if it gets shot down, tell old Brandon Lewis here at the Tennessee Conservative. We'll report on it again. Next story. Taxpayers pay millions to fund program to promote critical race theory. This is great. Federal grant records show that the U.S. Department of Education has awarded millions of taxpayer dollars to fund critical race theory training for future educators and several colleges across the country. In 2016, under the Obama administration, the federal government awarded its first five-year grant of nearly $1.2 million for training college students in critical race theory. That is not the role of government. So many things aren't. The program is called the Research Institute for Scholars of Equity. I love how the liberals and the leftists name things things that they're not. It's, you know, the devil is, is uh, whispers a lot of lies, and he's a big manipulator. And you can see this playing out in our government as our own institutions have been corrupted. As part of the program, these students receive a $5,000 stipend, money for th food and housing, and a travel allowance. Jonathan Butcher, an educational expert at the Heritage Foundation, said, This is an example of federal funding for CRT at the post-secondary level that has an impact on K-12 schools, on the goals and activities of the fellowship. This directly exposes the claims that CRT is not used in K-12 through schools, and the claim is false. Uh, more recently, the 2021 grant document does not include the term critical race theory, of course, in the RISE 2.0 grant, though in all other respects it appears to be a continuation of the same work. So you got, you got it going on in Tennessee here because Penny Schwinn loves CRT, and, and, and our governor, for whatever reason, stands by this woman. Uh, who, who also believes that every child in Tennessee should be under the oversight of the state government and that they should be uh, wellness checked and, and maybe have somebody come visit your home to make sure that you're, you're properly you know, treating the kids right. I wish that our state government would be as critical of its own failings in education uh, in the government education system as they seem to like, want to look after uh, parents. Next story. Uh, what would happen in Tennessee if the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade? I'd like to see that happen. Next story. On Wednesday, December 1st, the United States Supreme Court heard oral arguments in the greatest challenge to Roe v. Wade since 1992. Even though abortion has been debated for years in the Tennessee legislature, one of our bordering states' laws actually made it to the Supreme Court. In Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization, the state of Mississippi argued that its 15-week abortion ban should be upheld and that the court should overturn its own precedent that abortion is a constitutional right until the point of viability. Legal scholars have pinpointed Chief Justice Roberts and Justice Kavanaugh as the deciding votes in this case. Will Brewer, legal counsel for Tennessee Right to Life, said, and that's a great organization, you should support them, 
said, We were heartened to hear Justice Kavanaugh list a number of instances where the Supreme Court has overturned its own precedent when it comes to uh, things, and it's egregiously wrong. Justice Kavanaugh also addressed how the court would view the Constitution as a scrupulously neutral on the regulation of abortion and let states decide the issue. If the court were able to rule in this matter, then Tennessee law would prohibit abortions thanks to a measure the Tennessee General Assembly passed in 2019, which bans abortion if Roe v. Wade is overturned in whole or part. And that is, in my opinion, some really good news and a movement in the right direction. Chris Shipley says, working within the DCS system, trust me, I say you don't want your kids a part of this system. Step up, parents. Tanya says, Sevier County won't allow reading books to come home with students. Also, it's the teacher study guys that are super uh, bad. Well, I bet a lot of them are. So back to the story here. The eventual decision from the U.S. Supreme Court is expected to be released June of 2022. That's a long way away, but hopefully we'll get some good news. Next story. How legal immigration surges fuel massive Americans OD from fentanyl. There was an estimated 93,331 overdose fatalities in the U.S. last year. An all-time high, nearly five times the murder rate. The deadly overdose toll was primarily caused by fentanyl. It's manufactured mostly by Mexican cartels with ingredients imported from China and then smuggled over the southwestern U.S. border. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. It amazes me how the whole of, uh, of liberal existence gets all angry about Kyle Rittenhouse getting off because he did not commit a crime. And yet you have things like this where you've got a porous open border and people are dying almost at the rate of 100,000 being contributed by this. And, and, and it is so selective and subjective. Uh, I wish we could have some kind of philosophical grounding in this country based on logic and reason, which I believe we had about 10 or 20 years ago to, to some degree. Back to the story, the cartels are taking advantage of law enforcement's weakness and policy failures to smuggle record amounts of, of this lethal drug into the United States. Former law enforcement officials say that the cartels are behind the illegal immigration surge, intentionally overwhelming the capacity of border agents to pursue drug smugglers. They can freely enter Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, and California carrying fentanyl, while agents are diverted to apprehend and process immigrants. Frustrated border agents and their union have been calling on Congress to send reinforcement, but help is not on the way, not with Joe Biden in the office. The administration's upcoming budget request doesn't include funding for more Customs and Border Protection agents. Tennessee benefited, oh, next story. Tennessee benefited by leaving federal unemployment program early. Man, this unemployment program where they paid people more to sit at home than to work has damaged, it's so funny. And I know I've said this before and I will say it again. In the case of COVID, we took a sledgehammer to a fly and we eventually kind of made, maybe, maybe, I don't even think we made any dent in the fly because the, you know, sometimes it amazes me how man thinks that they're God and that when some kind of disease shows up that like we, we kill our economy, we take away our freedoms, we trample on our constitutional rights, uh, we, we drive up drug overdoses, we get people out of gyms and churches, uh, we have all kinds of mental illness that result from these lockdowns and all of this oppressive media attention. And yet, and yet, we do that and then we do a whole bunch of other things that, that make the situation even worse than if we just left it alone. 
like spending at inflationary amounts. You've watched the price of everything close, real rise up, of ruining the labor market so that you can't even go get a meal uh, with, a, with, a, with a place that's properly staffed. Supply chains get interrupted. The government is completely inept almost at every level, and, and, and we need a little bit more liaison fare uh, in our state and in our country, economically speaking, if I might say so. Tennessee unemployment insurance spending dropped from $9.6 million per day in April and early May to $4.2 million per day after the state dropped out of the federal supplemental pandemic unemployment program on July 3rd, according to a new report from the Foundation for Government Accountability. Tennessee needed a spark to reunite the economy and fill the then-record number of open jobs, the report said. The decision of Governor Bill Lee to end participation in the federal unemployment bonuses and expansions has proven to be that spark helping get Tennessee back to work. I mean, at, at his root, he is a corporatist. So it, as long as it doesn't have to do with constitutional rights um, or, or liberty or freedom or conservatism or illegal immigration, if it has to do with corporations and money, Bill Lee's pretty good. I mean, I've given that. If it comes to keeping the economy kind of trucking along, except when he's shutting down a bunch of small businesses and let the big ones keep running and, and pick winners and losers, you know. But he, he's been decent on keeping the, the corporate machine churning, you know, at whatever expense. Back to the story. Tennessee employers hired more than 750,000 workers between May 11th and, May, and September uh, 11th, according to data from the Tennessee Department of Workforce Development, and are hiring an average of 6,200 workers per day. The department's data shows that the unemployment rate is below 5% in 93 of the state's 95 counties. Tennessee is back on a prosperous track, and the policymakers have proven how ending benefits that pay better than work can reignite the economy, the report said. Those are some of your stories. We've talked about critical race theory, medical freedom, a lot of court decisions, illegal immigration, and even uh, how the government can make a bad situation worse. Guys, I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. I apologize for missing last week. Uh, we, were, we were tied up with family affairs. Uh, when you watch this video, whether it's now or later on, let us know where you're watching from. Let us know what you think about these stories. And please do consider subscribing at TennesseeConservativeNews.com if you don't get our e-newsletter about 11.30 every day. And if you can go and help with that year-end campaign, no matter how, um, how much or how little, we would greatly appreciate it because it takes a lot of money and time uh, to cover these stories. And we, we only have two two conservative media outlets in the state of Tennessee, and we are the only one exclusively focused on the volunteer state, so we need your help. We're outnumbered 80 to 1, but with your assistance, we can make it work. Camille Davis-Anderson, first time I've seen you live. Well, here I am. I'm sorry. I show up at odd times, but we always post the recording. Camille, thank you for watching. Brandon Lewis here with the Tennessee Conservative Big Con 7 News. If you have questions, need anything, Reach me at Brandon at TennesseeConservativeNews.com. Until next time, I'm signing off. Love you, mean it. Take care. Stay conservative.